when you're improvising, you're telling the story. And, you know, it's, if it's your story, you know, can't nobody really tell you, you know, like, that's the wrong story. You ain't, mm. That's not how the story went. You're telling a story. And if you can tell a story from the beginning of those 12, 16 bars, 48 bars, depending, uh. you're telling the story, you know, so you just... You know, but it's and know. it's weird. That's I. That's where I'm at. Like with it too. I think, because at first I was just trying to play, like you say, like the the legends before. But then somewhere in the middle was like they already did that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Michael Jamil, a.k.a. Mike G. And I want to welcome you to another episode of the Hot Tea and Incense podcast. And I got a special guest with me today. I got my man, Dwayne Smith, dope trumpeter, jazz head, and the leader of the Fuzz Band. Yes, sir. One of the dopest groups around. Thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate so, that. Appreciate that. Already know. So I want to um, just start off with your background, man. I know okay. we were just talking. You from New York? Yes. What brought you to Virginia originally? Uh, um, two stories. Uh, one, my um, my mentor Weldon Irving was, which is an amazing keyboard player. He wrote for uh, Nina Simone. Oh wow! Okay. Um, actually, there's a documentary. Um, was it a Summer of Soul going down? Uh, okay. Now? And uh, you would see him kind of like, well, I would have to show you. But anyway, uh, Weldon had a jazz workshop. And I was part of this jazz jazz workshop that I went to in high school, um, like every Tuesday, and uh, it was just a blessing. Um, Q Tip was in the, was in this jazz workshop. Oh, uh, word! Wow. Uh, Lenny White, um, just a lot of Queens cats. Uh, Casey Benjamin, a um, lot of lot of good people. And uh, Weldon played me a recording of Hampton University Jazz Band, and I thought they were pretty good. Mm -hmm. At the time, they had um, J.D. Allen, which is an amazing tenor, phone, tenor, phone, tenor saxophone player in New York, who's killing it now. Um, Elias Bailey, a uh, bass player who didn't go to Hampton, but went to, uh, I think, Ferguson High School. But he's, he played with um, Freddie Cole. And Word. like these cats, you know, it was just like Derek Gardner. It was a, it was a whole yeah, group. Yeah, it was of like a group of lions. lions, like all in all at the university. So I said, yeah, let me... Let me do this, and then so you went to Hampton. Yeah, I Word. decided to go to Hampton University. Um, I got recruited by the uh, late great Bob Ransom, and uh, he he brought me in, and um, yeah, and a, and a girl too. Like I, you know, I had a girlfriend that was uh, happy to be okay. going there, and so that's how it know. works. <laughs> yeah, word. <laughs> so I got my record player. You yeah, know, yeah, and um, I've been kind of trying to dig into the old. The legends and just getting that vibe of, of where the, the heritage of the music came from. How did you get the like? When did the jazz bug hit you, and, and how like how did you really get deep into it? Um, I say the jazz bug hit me in um, I want to say high school. To tell you the truth, mm -hmm. I um, I was mostly a classical trumpet player. Um, at first, I was playing in churches and uh, doing all types of, uh, 
you know, like um, anthems and that type of thing. And then I got into Wynton Marcellus. And then, Wynton, okay. Yeah, and because Wynton Marcellus was like a virtuoso in classical as well as jazz, I started leaning over into the jazz side. And then I liked what Wynton was doing, but then in finding Wynton, I started going back. So I found Freddie Hubbard. Then in Freddie Hubbard, I found Freddie. Miles, and I just have stayed. <laughs> and Miles Davis. Uh, that's my only record. Kind of blue, Miles well, Davis. Well, that's man. that's the one to have. I if, just if, keep repeating it. Even get if you don't new. like jazz, you need you need that record, you know, in your uh, in your uh, in your uh, library. But yeah, Miles, I just heard him, and um, I used to go to the libraries. This, I guess, is telling my age. Going to the libraries, and they had a record player, and um, my mom was going to college at the time. But mm. I, while she was in her class, I would go to the library and just literally listen to Miles for hours. Wow. And that, that just kind of changed everything for me. Um, and then a strange record at that, it was, um, my, you know, people usually start with Kind of Blue, but I started with um, Porgy and Bess, which is mm. Miles and George Gershwin, mm. which is amazing, amazing I have to check that out now. Oh, man. I change your life. Trumpet players, man, y'all be on another vibe. I can't even lie. Like, like uh, I'm, me being a sax man, you know, John Coltrane, uh, Dexter Gordon. Yes. But it's just another different vibe I get with the trumpet players of the past and now. Like, I like Roy Hargrove. Oh, yeah. And um, New Cats, Keon Harold. Oh, yeah. Keon's and, killing. Uh, you know, Theo. Uh, Theo Croker. Yeah. Theo's, yeah. yeah he's... If I'm not, if I'm correct, Theo is a legacy trumpet player because his uh, grandfather okay. was yeah. Doc Cheatham, I believe. Yep, yep. And uh, Doc Cheatham played a Blue Note brunch for like, I want to say like 30 years or something in New York. You could catch him uh, any Sunday up until the time he died. So it's wow. just, you know, but yeah, man, like it's crazy. But I, yeah, I, I got saxophone I got too, to sit in you know? with him too in, nice. uh, in D.C. Uh, Theo? Yeah, yeah he's killing. They they ate me up though. They played um, <laughs> <laughs> they played straight no Jason. I was oh, like, man, I was like, whoa! I so, thought you was gonna play some of that cool stuff you did off the album. <laughs> nah, they they went straight to the standard. Yeah, well, that's was, a good standard. Um, yeah, it was fun monk. though. But yeah, um, just yeah, like uh, I but I got into um that was so those are my first two records actually it was um Porgy and Bess, Miles, George Gershwin, um the whole the whole thing but then uh love supreme uh, that's all i listened to for a long long time like yeah. all the movements yeah and uh love love coltrane um and i got into listening to him in a weird way too by listening to another trumpet player <laughs> yeah man it's like with coltrane it's that mood you know the mood really gets me with like the tone and even on this record like You'll hear Cold Train go and then you hear Cannonball. Yeah. And it's just like Day man, and night. it's a dream team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Different yeah. vibes. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. Mm -hmm. Um, just going off since the past to present of jazz, um, what is your take on the current state and what do you see like going in the future? Do you think it's gonna become more digitized? More infused with hip hop? Because I know that's kind of what's been going on. Um, it, I think, I think the future of jazz has a good potential because there's some people that are at the forefront that 
like know their history, know where it came from, and they want to transcend it. Like they don't want to keep it in a box. They want to take mm. it to that next level. So Thanks. I feel it'll keep on. Like I know Nicholas Payton doesn't even like calling it jazz per se because they say it's like a made up word. By yeah, you know, I heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the word they they named Put it our in a music. Box. Yeah, and then you know. Um, but you know, er, I mean, even everything with Miles, you know, like I think when you think of jazz, like even though I, I'm not being biased because I'm a trumpet player, but like Miles is just the um, the trendsetter. He is mm. responsible for five different types of uh, music, <laughs> you know, like he, the modal jazz, the bebop. He's got some, even smooth jazz. Smooth jazz and he's too, one yeah. of the first cats that was doing the smooth jazz. He got, you know, involved in the hip hop joint. He did the um electronic. The, West, the electronic, the wet West Coast jazz. Mm. You know, like all those different, you know, he just wanted to keep on transcending. And I and think changing. that's that was his like his secret weapon, I feel like. Cause it was a quote he said, he was like, any artist that wanna pretty much stay alive, you gotta reinvent yourself. Yeah. You can't just stay the same. So go with the times. Mm, you facts. Know, Art Art Blakey, same thing, like Art Blakey, the Jazz Messenger, is an amazing group, but I think like I think the the shelf life on that group was like when you hit like 25, 26, he was looking for the new young guys coming up. He was like out the group. Oh, facts, facts. <laughs> he was like, I almost yeah. forgot, man. We done right then. Um, so I want to read the T captions. Okay. Uh, so mine says, "One who knows how to enjoy life does not need riches." That's good. Uh, uh, mine says, let your need be to help those in need. So that's good. Mm. I feel that. Facts. I don't know about it right now. I, can, <laughs> I wouldn't mind a few riches, but I do get what that, that saying is, though, because it's like, even just the simple stuff now is like riches. Like me just listening to a record, chilling, vibe, what we're doing right now is a, yeah. a form of riches. So. Yeah, you know, you you um you gotta, like, I mean, and one thing you don't sweat the small stuff as far as stress, but mm. you do have to celebrate, you know, like waking up and mm. celebrate being able to take a breath or walk from here to there. The right. little 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 accomplishments, but you know, realize not everybody can do it, you know. So yeah, that's a man. fact. Um, so. Next, I want to I want to touch on this. Uh, so, I'm a student. Okay. And I guess you're always gonna be a student yes. of jazz, but yes. To anyone looking to grow and grow rapidly, learn the language, and be able to, you know, really dig into it. What is your advice for all the young musicians out there looking to grow? Uh, I would say one of two ways. Um, what they normally say is like, you know, you can go listen. And transcribe, which is like a, a transcription. Transcription is the key. If you can, like, it's one thing to transcribe something, but it's another thing to take in, internalize, inter internalize it. You I, know? That's where I'm at. Like, you know, I realize like <laughs> some stuff I've transcribed, I can play it back, but it's not gonna come to my my thought process when I'm solo. Yeah. So that's what like how do you how do you get to the point where you can internalize? I, I I think it's just like that's the beautiful thing about this music. Like I feel like the um the older you you get or like some people are just born with 
amazing ears uh, from jump you know so they got it yeah but i i think another thing is just um transcribing and then playing what you played then transcribing it in all different keys then playing with the record that you got the transcription from do your solo record your solo transcribe your solo mm. you know see see what happens when you approach the record in your own mind and your own transcribe your yeah, own transcribe solo. your own solo you know and mm. see what happens you know just see what happens but once you get a understand it's really like is it, you know i feel like you know I, I guess you know i am you know to get religious whatever god gives us everything we need it's just a matter of us like tapping in to mm. what we need to connect because it's all you got it already you know what in your heart your head your ears you have it it's just a matter of like turning on the switches and be like, that's oh, crazy i got it i got it now you know like, <laughs> that sounds oh, like know. another miles davis quote you said <laughs> like it takes an artist uh a lot of time and practice just to play like themselves yes i'm like what yes and that, and i think that's mm, i think that's the issue too like you know i mean i, I don't want to get too political but i feel like sometimes the people that were in charge of jazz are still looking for those, you know, well, he's not playing like Bird. He's Copies. not playing like, you know, he's not playing like Freddie. So he must not understand the language. But, you know, some people just interpret the language different. And then I think those are the people that should be celebrated. The people that take it, you know, you got to know your stuff or know your chords. Or when you see the chords, be like, okay, I know I can play, you know, this 2-5 here. I can play this, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's good to know all that stuff. But, like, going back to saying that it's all in you still, you know? And it's, you just got to apply it, you know? Applying it, what you know and what you have in your inside you that God already gave you. You just got to put it in the paper, put it in the solo, mm. you know? But you remember, as a musician, regardless of, even if you don't know the changes, like sometimes I've been on a jam session and they've like called some song, you know, I mean, because most musicians, as you know, can be like jerks or whatever. But like, mm -hmm. <laughs> but they yeah. Like, yeah, do this song, you know, do countdown and uh, F sharp. And you're like, what? <laughs> so, all right. Um, but the thing is, like, you have to remember and tell yourself when you're improvising, you're telling the story. And, you know, it's, if it's your story, you know, can't nobody really tell you, you know, like, that's a wrong story. You ain't, mm. That's not how the story went. You're telling a story. And if you can tell a story from the beginning of those 12, 16 bars, 48 bars, depending, uh. you're telling the story, you know? So you just, you know, but it's... And know. it's weird. That's, I, that's where I'm at, like, with it, too, I think. Because at first, I was just trying to play, like you say, like the, the legends before. But then somewhere in the middle, it was like they already did that. You know mm. what I mean? So I just want to learn how to use the toilet. If, to reference the drum line. Yeah. I just want to learn how to use the toilet so now I can say, I'll flesh it like this or I'll flesh it like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So And and that's important because not to, well, that's another thing too with like, just, you know, some generations too, like they want to, you know, they want to, not even, I don't even know what, it would be flushing. It'd be like, <laughs> they want to wash their hands even before they went to the bathroom, uh, you know? So it's almost like foundation is very important. So it is good to learn all of the... That's a sound bite for you. <laughs> That's fire. You know, to, to learn, it's good to learn all of the knowledge that you can and that you can apply to your instrument and then knowing your instrument. Because another thing with jazz is like, is not you can't 
you can't mess around on your issue. Like you can't. You have to have good control mm. to do the things that you know. If you want to speak the language or or at least get a good command of your instrument, but um, all that to say is it's it's just a funny balance. It's like you do have to learn the rules, but once you know the rules, you can break them. You know. Right. So <laughs> let me. So on that note, I just want to cross over. You know, you've been a, a band leader in the area. Um, a fuzz band, and it's another group. Um, my wife and I have Rocky Seven. There's the, the Nick Band. There's quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a few. I like music. So, That's what's up. You know. So, and you know, in your time, as far as like in this area of Virginia, gigging and just you know, I say networking. And what are the rules of that? And how did you? <laughs> How did you go about building relationships, and was it was it like a hard process, or was it just something you fell into from from college? I think it's still an ongoing process, um, even though I've been here so long. But um, you know, when I came from college, the reason why I even wanted to do my own thing is because you know you come from college, you're visiting, you're not a quote unquote local, whatever that is. And then it's like, you know, you're almost like a foreigner. So a lot of people don't want you to come in and take gigs. Take gigs, gigs. yeah. So me, who I started gigging when I was 13, 14, Uh, you know, and contracting, doing like booking gigs, contracting gigs and everything from that age. So when I came here, I was like, yo, where are the clubs? Where's where's the jazz spot? Where's this? Where's this? And people were like, you know. Hold on, young fella. <laughs> you'll get <laughs> yeah, to it when exactly. um, you'll get to you know when you'll get you know the opportunity when it lends itself. But I didn't want to wait, so I created um like Fuzzy Wednesdays and uh-huh. my open mic. So it was like you know if you don't if they're not giving you gigs, and I think I see you do this too. It's like if you don't if people aren't throwing gigs at gigs at you, create your own gig. Create your own. Create your own. Do mm. your own. You it's easier to control. You got to deal with yourself. And your band, and not like you know, the the politics and stuff. So that's politics, that's what yeah. I did. Cause Best. this that's the problem here too. Um, as far as building relationships, and if it was hard, um, I just tried to like be. I just want my band to be, you know, the best they could be as far as like whatever they did. Like if we did music, whether it was rock and roll, jazz, funk. I wanted to it to sound true to the genre. To the genre, I get and that not, from like, you, you know, too. And still not, you know, of course, put a little, you know, our little oomph on it, but still, I wanted to be, um, I yeah, I wanted I wanted to be true to it, so it's not like, you know, like you know, yeah, you know, it's like funk. you don't want to seem like an like an imposter. Yeah, you know, and it is it, is strange. Very strange because, like, when you play other genres, and if you play other genres well, sometimes I feel like in other places you're rewarded, but then sometimes I feel like in our or or you know uh, you know with us we're not rewarded as much you know. So I'm glad like, you said. <laughs> so it's like so now we're touching on the oh, real. She's killing it. She's killing it. But you know, you do like AI. You know, but like it's it's a weird thing. But we're touching um, on a real issue now too because yeah. what I see. Is like there is a choice, um, because you can be 
your technique can increase mm-hmm. and your uh, popularity can decrease at times. Yes. So it's like you have to make a conscious decision to say, do I want to, you know, now it's all, it's like survival too because you like, I want to get as successful as I can be. So now do I just keep going deeper into this or do I spend my time, I'm going to give you this water down, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what y'all want to listen yeah. to. I'm going to give it right to you. Yeah. So <laughs> somebody told me recently and it is it, he hit me with it and I was like he hit me with it because he was like he said something like where I was playing with an artist and the artist hit this chord and he was taping me and he saw me put my head down like oh my god like what is happening like this <laughs> this cat is killing but he looked around in the club and saw that I was probably one of the only people that noticed what was going on. Uh, so it's so it's almost like it's just a strange thing. People don't necessarily want to hear music; they want to hear a song, and uh, and 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 that's like crippling. But at the same time, I yes, you. I'm glad you said what you said because they are some of the baddest musicians you will ever hear and see but you don't know them you don't know where they are they are in their apartment playing to a wall practicing 17 hours a day and they might come out and do a gig in new york you know what i'm saying for like you know 70 bucks 60 bucks or whatever but it's the most beautiful <sighs> yeah but it's that's how it is you know yeah. like you have to make that decision like do I want to be like, you know, because you can be the best you can be. And like we said, God gave it to you already. But then at the same time, it's like sometimes nobody knows. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like if a tree, no, like, like if a tree falls in a... Bro, that you sounds know, so sad. Like, it, it's sad. Nobody, nobody knows. knows. You know, like if a jazzer practices in the forest, do we hear him? You know, like it, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know. But so on I'm, that yeah. note, man, um, I think we went over our time a little oh, I'm bit, sorry, but no, nah, it ain't your fault. It's good. <laughs> uh, I want to close out. Um, just do you? So let's say, can we expect any uh, new albums coming soon? Yes. Um, um, there is. Um, my my wife and I have a production company, Danik. Um, we have an album coming out. We're all of. I love placements. That's where we. That's our market. Like, Word. put it in the movie. You know, facts. That's what we want. Fuzz Band has an amazing album with, like, uh, you know, the um, Moonchild helped us with some horn lines. Word. Um, Justin Coughlin paid some, played some keys on it. Like, I mean, Word. it's like a lot of, you know, I, I hollered at um this guy named Jules Bartholomew, which is a killing gospel. Yeah, he, I went to high school with him. So it's just like, it's a great album. But I, I, I mean, that's, that's one of those out things. already, right? No, it's coming. Oh, it's but coming. But I, I've been sitting on it. But you know, it's just one of those things. So man. where can they find? Uh, tell but, them where to find you at. Oh, you can find us at uh, www.thefuzzband.com, the Fuzzband Instagram, the Fuzzband anything and everything, the Fuzzband. That's kind of where we are for the most part, you know. Um, Word. And uh, in this area, Virginia Fuzzband. Yeah, VA Fuzz Ring bells, man. So a lot of people I talk to, they always got good things to say about the Fuzz Band. So thank you. Appreciate you for being on, man. Already. My man Dwayne Smith. Next time we'll let him bring his trumpet. We can just dive right into a jam session. Just hit it. But uh, again, thank y'all for tuning in to the Hot Tea and Incense podcast.